fun stuff, so. Okay, we're officially in business. <laughs> I'm gonna eat this piece of sh- Shishay! Shishay. Mm. Let's just record. <laughs> okay. Sounds of eating. We can do an ASMR. <laughs> That's really fucking gross. <laughs> so, we are two queers in a turt. What? Damn it. <laughs> I don't even know who we are anymore. Who are we? This is. Yes. This is. Two, two queers, queers walking walk into a, a church. church. We have taken a punchline and made it a podcast. We have. We're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about first? How about we start with why this whole thing started? All so. right. So my original idea was that I was trying to think of something to do in my spare time that I really enjoyed. And I really enjoyed talking. Mm-hmm. I like to talk a lot. So I was like, what can I do that involves talking and talking about interesting things that I could consider a hobby? Bam. A podcast. Perfect. So that's how I came up with the idea for us to start a podcast. Yes. Yeah. So, some general ideas that we have came up with. Faith. Living as two queer people. And how living as queer people... Queer people affects our faith, yes. right? Yes. Or spirituality, or however you would like to look at it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be basically the main purpose of this podcast, giving a queer Christian perspective on a lot of main issues that are happening in the world or things that are happening within the LGBTQ community as it relates to being a Christian and how you navigate those issues or those events or whatever the case may be with this mindset and we think that it's a pretty unique mindset and one that might be interesting for others to listen to agreed so do you want to introduce ourselves sure okay go ahead uh my name is dom i work at a teen health clinic servicing lgbtq youth Actually, I guess not just youth, because I do also HIV testing and counseling. Mm-hmm. Is that the phrase, servicing the youth? It is. Servicing. That's... I service them. That I is... am at their service. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I also facilitate support groups for young ladies that have self-esteem issues. Just young ladies? Just young ladies. Mm-hmm. I don't usually work with men Oh, in that area. Gotcha. I have three cats. That I love very much. Tell us their names. They are Daisy, Salem, and Harvey. Daisy in Salem made Harvey. They conceived him. And he's quite cute. Beautiful. Beautiful. What a beautiful story. I know. What else? I am 23. I am a social work student. And I really, really like sushi. Same. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Emily. I am currently a Starbucks employee, but I do have a Bachelor's of Fine Arts with a focus of illustration, and I would like to do something with that, but I'm still trying to figure out how to do that in Michigan. I'm also from Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) You also have fur babies. I do have fur babies. Um, I have Dobby and Sirius, Potterhead over here. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of them are German Shepherd mix. Uh, Dobby is mixed with potentially a hunting dog, and Sirius is mixed with a pit bull. So they're both the loves of my life, and I they're love adorable. them so much. 
So yes, that's you. Yeah, it is all me. That okay. is all. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to kind of talk about gender identity for our sort of introduction piece, we yes. will call it. So my gender identity. If I had to label myself, if I were forced, if I had to put Do myself not feel in a forced. box. Um, so the thing is that I don't like to think about gender because I feel very freely about my gender. Mm-hmm. I feel I don't, I don't fit in a box necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I really like the term gender queer. I feel like it suits me quite well. I don't have preferred pronouns. Some people call me she, some people call me he, some people call me they. Truthfully don't have a preference. None of them offend me. I would consider myself more masculine presenting, but like a pretty boy masculine. Yeah. (laughs) A mask twink. Yes. Mask (laughs) twink is actually a really, really good description of me. What about you, Emily? I am a cisgendered female, and... I put myself on the spectrum, though, of queer and... I don't actually know. Like, that wouldn't, wouldn't that be more of a, like, a sexual... Mm. This is the thing. I'm not very good at these words, so... So, yes. So, perfect segue. Explain certain things, and then I will tell you what I am. Okay. <laughs> so, like, explain the difference between... Yes. I know the difference. I just don't know the words okay. to use. So... Your gender identity would be, like you said, like you're a cisgender Mm -hmm. female. However, you still might present as a masculine cisgendered female, you Mm -hmm. know? like Yeah. So you could say that. And also, you could say that you could incorporate that into your sexuality. Like, you just identify as queer Mm -hmm. overall, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So queer overall, some people use the term pansexual. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people say just bisexual, which infuriates me. (laughs) (laughs) Which that'll be a whole fun. I think that'll be a great great topic for a different. um, Well, we might get into it a little bit. (laughs) We'll see where this goes. (laughs) We're winging it today. Yes. So I identify as queer or pansexual because I'm. I don't really like to put parameters on Mm -hmm. who I would potentially have a relationship with or have feelings for because i mean people are pretty cool I'm have you to... seen that meme i think it's from i forget what tv show it's from but it's this guy and he's like why are you, did you make this decision in your life and there's another guy and he's like wild card <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i feel like pansexuality is yes like, wild card who knows how i feel about this person <laughs> exactly i am a wild card i like that wild thing. card Plus, draw four because I have issues. (laughs) I am. That's okay. Okay, cool. So, definition of gender identity is actually just that. It is how you identify your gender. So, it doesn't necessarily have to do with the kind of clothes you wear, which I know that I did mention, but that's because for me specifically that's important to me. But that doesn't mean that for everyone, sometimes people's gender identity and gender expression are very different. So gender identity is how you think of your gender in your brain and not necessarily how your body looks or how what clothes you choose to wear. So in the church, gender identity for me personally was always 
scary, I think would be a good word to use, because I am very queer presenting. You don't really look at me and think that I'm a straight cis woman. Not at all. I mean, we do live in Taylor, though. We do. So the spectrum. So the, you know, some things, <laughs> weird stuff happens Ooh, in Taylor. Should we say, should we say, or maybe, should we say it's Taylor or should we say Down River? Or do you care? We could say Taylor. I okay. don't care. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, so my gender identity, I had to think about early on because I came out when I was 12. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, um, I didn't tell everybody that I went to church with when I was 12, but by mm-hmm. the time I was like 14, I was essentially completely out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Did you did you dress as quote unquote ambiguous? I did. As so. I did. I'm sure. People... Even as a young child, I did. When I was little, like very little, like four, five years old, mm-hmm. my mom would try to put dresses on me and I would completely freak out. Totally freak out. So I always dressed very like, you know, tomboyish is mm-hmm. what they called it back in the day. So I was considered a tomboy, and everybody always thought that that was very odd, and especially in the church setting. They thought it was odd that you were a tomboy? Yes. Interesting. Because my tomboy phase went on past what was socially acceptable. I see. Because at some point, you know, girls start liking dresses Mm -hmm. and liking boys, and I didn't do those things. Gotcha. So I was looked at a little differently. That's so interesting because I had siblings, maybe it's because I was also homeschooled. Mm -hmm. So growing up, a lot of girls went through that tomboy phase. For some reason, it's a homeschool thing, I guess. So a lot of girls just went through that. So that's like kind of an interesting thing to me that in your space of people, even like specifically your space of people within your church, that they expected you to just become more feminine after right. a certain point. Yeah. Because in my circle, it was more kind of like, oh, they're just, you know. They're just a tomboy. They're just a tomboy, yeah. I guess. They just haven't grown out of it or yep. whatever, you know. Interesting. See, and my mother thought that. My mother thought, oh, she just hasn't grown out of it yet. But once I came out to people in my church, finally, some of them would say to my mother, oh, we always knew. And my mom was like, what do you mean you always knew? <laughs> How you know? I didn't know. <laughs> So, and to this very day, she's like, well, you just don't think that. You just don't think that your kid's going to be gay one day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mom, but why didn't you think that? I refused to wear a shirt at one point in my life. <laughs> so anyway, back to uh, church going. So even now, as a 23-year-old adult, my gender identity is probably even scarier than my sexuality. Because mm. when you walk into a church... People can't read your sexuality. True. However, they can read maybe your Mm -hmm. gender identity. So it's super uncomfortable for me because if I don't know much about a church and I just sort of like walk in without preparing myself for what kind of congregation I might be walking into, I might get booed out. Mm -hmm. I might get kicked out. I might be greeted with really hateful remarks, which is not always the case, but unfortunately it is a majority of the case. I've always had to think about my gender identity, whereas some people don't have to think about it all the time. I used to think that it was a total curse, but now I have become comfortable with my relationship with God in regards to my sexuality. So it's kind of like, if you don't like it, then I try not to let that reflect on my relationship with God, because we're human beings and we're flawed and we're sinful and... We can't take every bad thing that man does 
and let it change our perception of God. Otherwise, God would be a lot of really terrible things. So, yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel, I mean, like, I'm incredibly privileged by the fact that, for the most part, I do dress pretty, quote-unquote, feminine, I would say. So, oh, I mean, I do have half my head shaved, though. I was going to say, I feel like yeah. you're an outcast in a separate sense. Like, the mm -hmm. tattoos and the head shaved and the maybe not stereotypical, like, feminine, you know, woman, mm -hmm. what the, you know, the woman of the church is supposed to look like, oh, yeah. so to speak. Specifically, also, we should also talk about the fact that we both have grown, well, at least I have now become a part of, and you've kind of been in this type of church where it's very, because you were in a Baptist church before, yeah. correct? Yeah. And now we have together, because we both met at church, we met at an Assemblies of God church, which is a very Pentecostal, very, like, I can't think of the word right now, <laughs> very, like, conservative. Yes. Conservative yes. church. At, no, uh, we we both have met at a conservative church, so, like, I've been in that church for about five years now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it is very, like, at my parents' church that I grew up in, it was, like, we had tons of people of all different backgrounds. Very, It was a very welcoming and very seeker-friendly church, which can have its cons at some point. Mm -hmm. But I think that that type of church is one of the best type of churches you can go into because you can literally just come as you are. Right. And it's not a big deal. But having been in this type of church setting, yes, it's much – I get a lot more questions, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Than I would at my old church where, yeah, I do have half my head shaved. I do have tattoos all up and down my arms. And I I really don't like to dress the same way twice a lot. So some days, like today, I'm wearing a skirt and, a you know, I look pretty feminine. But the next day I might be wearing, like, baggy shirt with jeans and, like, sneakers or whatever. Right. Which is stereotypically masculine. Right. So it's very interesting. Yeah, like, when I – the main thing would be, like, when I shaved – half the side of my head and a lot of people were like so you a lesbian now <laughs> and I was like ah. that automatically makes you a lesbian which is really funny because when I did do that I was just then kind of coming to terms with the fact that I did like girls mm -hmm. and I was trying to figure out what to do with that yeah and so a lot of people were like so are you a lesbian and I was like no <laughs> I'm not a the lesbian denial. it was just an interesting time in my life right <laughs> Yeah, it's just very interesting. I I do not envy your situation. I, I think you are a really interesting looking person. I think you're very approachable and all that stuff. But in a church setting, that could be like a very hard thing to do because people just, mm -hmm. especially in the specific churches that we're in currently, I feel like that that's like a very hard thing to do because a lot of people from these churches tend to be very judgmental right off yes. the bat. Yeah. Which is hard because you're a very nice person. Mm -hmm. When people get to know you, they really like you. Right. So it, that's getting past the whole judgment. Like, you just have to like people for who they are, period. Right. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, I think that's a good point, though. I think that it is complicated because I think that people find it annoying maybe sometimes because... Annoying. Annoying. Okay, so I'll just give you an example. Like... So one of my friends invited me to her church and I was like, okay, what's the name of your church? And she told me the name of it. And then I was like, I really want to 
read up on the website first before I go. And she was like, okay, but why? Like, you know, I wouldn't send you anywhere that, you know, isn't great. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I do know that, but there's a part of me that needs to feel comforted because I've had people say that to me before. Like, oh, well, everybody at my church is super nice. And it's like, okay, yes, you know what? You're probably right. They're probably super nice to you because you don't look like me. So, or I look different than everyone in your church. And so when I walk into your church, they might not understand why I'm there or, you know, like, did this girl just walk into the wrong place? Because that's what a lot of people think. So I am always researching, like heavily researching churches before I go there. Mm-hmm. And which to some people probably seems really extreme. But I've been kicked out of churches. I've been called out in front of hundreds of people at churches that have told me that I was a sinner and I was going to hell and all sorts of absolutely ridiculous things. I mean, it's definitely... My gender identity, I wouldn't say, is necessarily a burden, but in that setting, I guess it is. Yeah. So. What are qualities that you look for specifically as somebody who presents themselves as queer and is very obviously not fitting in a specific gender, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, box? What qualities do you look for in a church What are you essentially researching when you're looking for a church? So if I'm actually, like, researching on a website, I will look at, like, their mission statements. Or, especially because a lot of times churches will have it right in their their mission and vision sort of thing. Who's allowed to participate in ministry? Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. Churches will say, like... They say this on the website. On the website. You can learn a lot about a church from just their website. Interesting. So I actually have had someone invite me to their church. And she was like, it's a great church. You would love it. Nobody would ever judge you. Yada, yada, yada. So I looked it up and I really like this person. I think she's a great person. And so I looked up her church and online it says that they accept everyone, but that they do not and will not promote same-sex marriage. They do not allow homosexuals to work in ministry. And so... Maybe people would be nice to me when I walked in. I don't know. However, if I'm trying to find a church that I want to be a part of, not being allowed in ministry is an issue. Uh, You not marrying me is going to be an issue because what if I want to build a family there one day, you know? So maybe if I only visited a couple times, these problems would never occur. However, if I want to establish myself somewhere and maybe a family there one day, these are things that you have to think about. So, in, and if I'm actually visiting a church, one way that I particularly gauge things, and this is going to sound really weird, but if I walk into the women's bathroom and people don't stare at me, that's a big indicator that it's at least a slightly safe place to be. I don't know what their doctrines necessarily entail, but it means that they have at least seen a queer person before. Correct. Which some churches act like they haven't, so... Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I know we had talked about this before, but how do you feel about specific gay churches? And how do you think your gender identity or anybody's gender identity, how that would fit into a stereotypical gay church? Okay. So this is solely based on just my experience. And obviously, generalizations are very dangerous. Correct. So this does not go for every gay, quote-unquote, gay church in the world. 
because I have only been to a couple. So the very first gay church I ever went to will remain unnamed. But it was, <laughs> uh, it was very hyper-focused on sexuality. So there were like rainbows everywhere, which is comforting in a sense because you know that you're you're welcome and you belong. However, there were no straight people there, which it's not that I don't need straight people to be there because I don't, but it didn't feel equal, I guess. Gotcha. Like I'm looking for equality, not to be put like on a pedestal, mm -hmm. especially if you're putting my sexuality on a pedestal. I just want to blend in. Gotcha. You know, I don't I don't need you to like point out this thing about me and make it a big deal. That's just my personal opinion. Also, I felt like it was too much about us all being gay and not enough about God. Gotcha. So, for example, when you did communion, it was a Lutheran church. When you did communion, all of the couples would go up together and they would take communion together and then they would kiss. That's and odd. I was like did you just take the body of Christ and then kiss that your boyfriend? <laughs> because that's weird. That is weird. I feel uncomfortable about this. Plus this, like, like makes everybody else who is in a couple feel awkward. Feel very awkward, yeah. And it's like, and there was a lot of emphasis on what religion are you running away from? This oh. one man came up to me afterwards and he was like, I'm a recovering Catholic. What are you? And I was like, uh... In, uh, I don't know. A recovering Baptist? <laughs> I I don't know. So that was sort of strange. They actually did a drag show during the service. Well, here's that here's the thing. I can get down with that. <laughs> I love a good drag show. <laughs> but it was like a little much for me. Yeah. Someone was in drag and they were asking people to clean the church. So they came out walking down the aisle and like dusting the pews and doing a little show mm -hmm. dusting all the men it was <laughs> all these really old men yeah and like just making some like sexual innuendos sort oh. of yeah so it was humorous yeah yeah but i felt like it was way less about worship and a lot about like let's emphasize that we're all really gay and we all we're already really aware that we're really gay which is why we're here and then I had another experience. I actually went to a Catholic church, and that was nice. I'm not Catholic, so it was different for me because I was kind of just, like, following along with the people that I went with. But sexuality wasn't emphasized. There were a lot of older couples there with their children, which was really nice to see. So it there's a variety. Open and affirming churches don't necessarily mean gay churches, which... Yes is really important to realize if you're looking for a church because I really want to go to an open and affirming church. If I can find one that I feel comfortable at as far as all their doctrines and whatnot. But there are also a lot of gay churches. I don't necessarily like those. Yeah, I get the the necessity for yes, them. Yes, I do too, for sure. And I get the reason why people would want to go to that. I feel like that's a perfect church to go to if you've just newly become a christian yes and you need a little bit of jesus yes. and a lot of affirmation yes absolutely when you first start out absolutely but i do agree that at, i think affirming churches are better because i mean essentially we want to assimilate the entire world yes into being okay with yeah having lgbtq plus 
people in the congregation Mm -hmm. and for it not to be a big thing. Yeah. For two women to walk in with their family, two guys to walk in with their family, a trans couple or, you know, anything in between to walk in and for it to just be like, oh, that's just, you know, Dave. Mm -hmm. That's just Dave who... Well, and it's like, well, so if I... Well, I won't say if, because I'm going to have, like, 17,000 children one day. (laughs) So when I have children one day, to me, I don't want to raise a family in an all-gay church because I really value diversity. So I think straight people should value diversity in that same sense. You don't want your child to be shocked by seeing two women, two men, whatever, together. I don't want my child to be shocked by the fact that there are heterosexual people out in the world. I think it's the exact same thing. I think that obviously homosexual relationships are undervalued and the, you know, the family structure is undervalued for sure. But I, you know, I want that just as much as straight people should want that for their child to see that or their families or whatever. So I agree. I think affirming churches are, for what I need anyway, are Mm -hmm. better. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So thanks for sticking around and listening to us sort of ramble at our attempt at our first blog. Uh, not blog. This is not a blog. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Hashtag Christian Queers Curse. <laughs> Take it away, Emily. <laughs> you can find us on our social media on Instagram, Two Queers Podcast. And on Twitter, Two Queers Podcast, but two is the number. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Two Queers Walking to a Church.